This is the Money Savvy Podcast from MoneyWeb, where we tackle personal finance matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, Butumelo Nsoko. Welcome to the Money Savvy Podcast. I'm Butumelo Nsoko. October is Retirement Month, and throughout this month, the Money Savvy Podcast covered topics such as how to recover when you have a retirement funding shortfall, whether alternative investments should form part of your retirement plan, and we looked at where stay-at-home parents can save for retirement. As we wrap up this four-part video series, in this episode, we're exploring how to retire early with Rick Briestanks, who is a certified financial planner at Veritas Wealth. Welcome to Money Savvy, Rick. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. Now, a lot of people dream about cutting their careers short and retiring early, but with life expectancy increasing, is this still a viable goal to work towards? Look, I mean, the idea of you know, the retirement age of age 65 is a bit of a misnomer. It's like a completely arbitrary age. I think it was, it actually dates back to about 1889 um, in Germany when Otto von Bismarck, uh, you know, decided when does somebody qualify for a pension and he picked an age of 65. Um, Funnily enough, uh, at that time, the average um, life expectancy was about 40 or something, like 40, 45. So, so yeah, that 60, age of 65 retirement is really a bit of a misnomer. But I mean, to answer your question, I think it comes down to, to personal choice. Many people have a goal of retiring early. But I actually think the bigger question here is like, why do you want to retire early? What do you want to achieve? What, do you, what are you aiming for? You know, Are you going to pursue other interests when you retire? Are you going to pursue other passions? You know, Are you going to work for an NGO? Are you going to give back to society? Now, are you planning to make a difference in, in the world? You know, what, what are you actually doing it for? Or is it trying to become financially independent as quickly as possible and have choices? Or do you just want to stay at home and like play golf? Is that your game? So, yeah, I, I don't know if you're aware, but there's actually um, a, a movement called FIRE, which is it's, it's F-I-R-E. And it basically stands for um, Financial Independence Retire Early. And they like those guys are taking things to the next level. They, they literally are trying to save so aggressively. They're trying to save between 50 and 75% of their income. And by doing that, it allows them to, to retire like in their mid-30s, 40s, you know. Yeah, and it's based on like two main principles. And the first one is you need to have very good income early on in your career to be able to save. Yeah, and the, and the second one is obviously you need to be so aggressive on your living costs and your expenses that you can, you know, you need to, literally you need to live on the smell of an oil rag and save as much as you can. And then they say, well, then you can retire early and become financially independent. Personally, like I commend people that are focused and so focused on retirement. I mean, I'd, I'd wish all my clients were so focused on retirement, but I mean, I just believe that, you know, life is kind of worth living. I mean, I think having such relentless focus, you know, on, on a goal of getting to a number, I, I don't think it's that healthy. You know, I, I think life's a bit of a journey. You know, it's not a destination. That's probably a way of saying it. Yeah, the road is long, you know, and I think there are lots of twists along the way and lots of transitions in your life. You know, you're going to go through lots of things in your life and it's not a matter of just saving as aggressively as you can and, and then retiring. Yeah, so this, this fire principle, like whilst I like the first part of it being, you know, the financial independence side, I think the retire early, you need to just really think about that. Um, 
As a matter of fact, um, there's actually a youngster who who hit their fire total, and they made a comment the other day. I read this on a on a blog where they said, you know, I saved so aggressively, I was relentlessly focused on my savings and hitting my goal that I'd actually forgotten how to live. Like he had no social life, no connections. He just was all about. And he said, you know, can you help me actually learn to live my life? So yeah. Whilst it's a great goal, I think you need to maybe explore the reasons of like why you want to retire early. What are you actually planning on? Now, for those who are determined to retire early, how do they calculate the amount of capital they need to do so? To me, when people ask me, like, and, and I get this a lot as a financial planner, like, how much do I need to retire? And like, I mean, my, my, my bog standard answer, well, it really depends because it, it really does depend. It depends on, on how you want to live your life, really. But I mean, if I have to give you an answer, I would probably say the guide for somebody retiring at 65 is that they should have enough capital to support a drawdown of 5%. So what that means is if you take 5% of your capital annually, can you live off that number? So you should work work that out and then you can work backwards. But if you're retiring early, I, I would I would think you'd need to, to build in a bit of protection there. So certainly not 5%, it would be probably like 3.5%, I would to be safe, depending on on how um you know how early you're looking to retire. And then of course, probably the best way to do that work is to actually do a bit of a cash flow modeling exercise. Like what do I need to live on? And then build in things like I want to go traveling, I want to replace my car, I need to factor in looking after my mom when she's older, I need to educate children, you know, all of those sorts of things. And if you get down to the detail, you'll build yourself a pretty robust plan. And that's going to give you a fair idea of the capital you need. Yeah, so a good lifestyle financial planner or CFP can, can help you do that. Now, once you have the magic number, what should be your investment strategy going forward? Investment strategy. I mean, the longer your time horizon, I mean, in, in broad principles, the longer your time horizon, the kind of more aggressive you can be with your investments. Um, but I think the most important thing is to be aware of is that inflation is your biggest enemy. It's enemy number one in retirement. So, you know, how, whatever your investment strategy is, it needs to be targeting an inflation beating figure. Your mandate has to beat inflation over time. Factored into that is you need to, you know, you need to know how much you're spending and um, to be able to support that. But whatever that spend number is, you need to factor in inflation over time. And of course, you need to be have a well-diversified portfolio, but we'll probably get onto that just now. And just staying on that, um, what tax saving tools should you employ to actually achieve that goal? So, I mean, traditionally, you would, you know, you would use all your tax breaks, you know, saving for retirement, and you'd be using your retirement annuity, or if you were at work with a pension, you'd use a pension fund or a provident fund, whatever your work offered. And you're doing that because you're getting a tax break, you know, you're getting a tax incentive. So it would be a no brainer to not use those things. But now we're flipping this thing on its head and you're saying, well, you want to retire early. Now, a problem with retiring early is all the retirement products have a rule that, um, you can only retire from them at age 55. So you need to think of other, not to say you won't use them because you are going to reach 55 at some point and you can definitely use those, uh, you know, those products. But I think you would need to factor in other things like tax-free savings accounts. I think you can save 36,000 a year now into those. So that would be a definite no-brainer. You'd be want to maximize those. 
you know, you're going to be using uh, discretionary savings, basically, like a discretionary unit trust-based saving, share portfolio. And I suppose the other thing to consider is, um, is a property, you know, property getting a nice diversified rental income stream. Yeah, so, so yeah, you should be diversified. That's probably the key. Now, when drafting your plan, how do you then factor in unpredictable events such as pandemics and market shocks? Yeah, look, I mean, I mean, let's say you retire at 50 and your life expectancy is 90. You're going to have 40 years of, of investment horizon. I mean, that's a long time. I mean, I can virtually guarantee that you're going to go through a number of economic shocks along the way, uh, corrections, market shocks. So it's like it's inevitable. The key is you're not going to know when they're going to happen because that's exactly what they are. They're unpredictable. I mean, it's easy to sit here and say that, but don't get too emotional about it. You, you, you need to remain invested through these ups and downs and to so, sort of stick to your mandate. You've got a long investment horizon and yeah, stick to it. There's a saying that the only free lunch um, that you have in the investment world is diversification. And, and that's the key here. Just remain well diversified across a number of asset classes, probably the key. Now, obviously, investing is just one part of the plan. Um, what lifestyle choices should you make to achieve your goal? Yeah, like being able to be put yourself into a position to retire early is all about behavior, really. Um, you're going to have to be absolutely ruthless on your costs, cutting your living costs down, um, probably really cutting down luxuries. You're going to have to be quite aggressive on that in your accumulation phase of your life. Yeah, so making lifestyle adjustments. I, I, look, I think the one thing that intrigues me is the is you're going to be in this phase of saving as aggressively as possible through your accumulation stage. You're going to get to, I don't know, 45, whatever your early retirement date is. And you're going to have to have a change in mindset. And that mindset is going to be, well, now I'm not accumulating as aggressively. I'm now going to start living on my capital. And I can tell you, as somebody who advises people in going into retirement, it's a change that somebody has to go through. Like now they're actually drawing down on this capital amounts of money and it's quite an adjustment. And I think it's going to be quite difficult to deal with. So you kind of got to be ready for that, a bit of coaching through all of that. Yeah. So, so I guess to answer your question, no, investing is one thing, but there's a lot more behind that. Really it's, it's about getting your mind around it all and um, being ready for what it all means, you know? So it's not just money essentially. Now, do you think it's advisable for those who are aiming to retire early to be flexible with the retirement age that they, that they were envisioning? So we have a planning tool that, um, you know, obviously has a bunch of assumptions and, and it has like return assumptions. But as we know in life, you know, returns don't come in a straight line and you never know what's around the corner. Yes, we can project and plan and make assumptions, but it, it's never, ever going to happen like that on a straight line. All we're doing is we're trying to get as, as close to a, a picture that we can and we're tweaking that all the time. So to answer your question, like absolutely you need to be flexible. You know, life has a way of happening and the money really just follows and it's part of it. So, you know, yes, you have to be absolutely flexible. It may come earlier, it may come later. You know, things change all the time. You may have some life events, life transitions that happen. So absolutely you, you need to be flexible. And what other factors should you consider when drafting your early retirement plan? The most important thing, the most important thing is to ask yourself, what am I doing um, when I retire? What am I actually going to be doing? You know, um, 
what is your purpose? You know, human beings need to have a purpose. And I think you need to remain connected. You know, you need stimulation. You, and, and a work environment gives you all of those things. It gives you a sense of worth, a sense, you know, a meaning. So you really need to think through what am I actually going to be doing in retirement? And then the obvious things, which are, you know, you need to do your planning properly. You know, you need to make sure, are my costs correct? And um, I need to adjust by inflation all the time. And certain costs don't behave like other costs. I mean, medical aids escalate by like on average 10%. So in, you need to have an inflation plus on medical aid costs. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of factors to consider. But with some good planning and some help, it's not difficult to do, but be prepared to be flexible. Now, let's say you do manage to retire um, early. Um, what would be the ideal drawdown rate, let's say, for a 40-year-old versus a 55-year-old? To me, yeah. So there's a book called The 100-Year Life, and it's written by two people who have done a lot of research. And basically, you know, people are living longer. Going back to the retirement age of 65, even that is young, you know. So when you talk about retiring at 40 and 55, there's a long, long investment horizon there. And, and I mean, just to talk about the 100-year life book, it really talks about almost going through three phases of work in your life. You know, this is how we are going to evolve. And people are living longer, and it's about almost reskilling. So you're going to maybe study at university or wherever, and you're going to, you're going to do your first job, let's say. Um, and then later on, you're going to reskill, you're going to take time out, and you're going to do a second job. It could be completely unrelated. And then later in life, you're going to take some time off, you're going to reskill, study again, and you're actually going to do a third job. But now, all of this time, you're taking time off, you're refocusing, you're recalibrating. And that's because we're living longer, we need to keep engaged. And so, yeah, they look at it like that. They actually reckon we're going to be working into our 80s, and it's actually good for us. Okay. So, when you talk about retiring at 40, 55, like you need to have a plan of what you're going to do in that time. To answer your question, you need to keep a drawdown, which is going to be sustainable if you've got this pot of money, if you're not going to be adding to it or doing anything in retirement that creates income. Look, you, you normally, you know, the guide is 5% at 65. So it needs to be, you know, 4% at like 55, somewhere around there. And if it's lower, it's going to be like three, three and a half percent drawdown. To me, it would be a safe drawdown to answer your question. Thank you so much, Rick, for joining us on this episode. Cool. Thanks for having me, Timmy. That was Rick Beerstanks, who is a certified financial planner at Veritas Wealth. Thanks for listening to the Money Savvy podcast hosted by Buitumelo and Soko. To listen to more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.